Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Excellent adventure. Number nine. Why are you doing that? Number nine. Okay. I'm Dory. Do you know what I'm doing? Do you not know what I'm doing? Nope. Really? Yep. What? What are you doing? It's from the White Album. Oh. Revolution Nine. It's a terrible song. Uh, that's. I probably skipped it. Avant-garde garbage. I probably by a heavily Yoko influenced John Lennon. I probably pressed skip on my. CD player. You had a CD of the White Album? You didn't have that on a record? I did not have it on a record. Well, I think my parents had it on a record. Learning actually. a lot about you. They were individually numbered. Remember that? The CDs were too. They were stamped. The first issues of the Beatles White Album on. Hi, I'm Matt Myra. I'm Dory Schiffrier. And this is Dor- Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. And this is episode nine. Dory said all of that while I was not listening and I was just repeating number nine. And rambling about the Beatles. Yep. You can hear more of that on my Beatles podcast. Oh, no. You're doing another podcast? Beatcast. No. I'm sure that exists. I'm sure it I'm does. not doing that podcast. Thank God. Yeah. Not because you wouldn't be great at it, but you don't no, need to do another podcast. No, I don't need podcast. to do another podcast. Because I have enough going on right now. Yeah. You're very busy. I am. In a good way. Yes. Just kidding. It's terrible. I hate being busy. But you also hate being not busy. Yeah. There's no happy medium. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe if I was like uh, some sort of research scientist, that'd be interesting, you know? No? You don't think so? I just can't picture you as a research scientist. I love a scientific method. I love a split half search. I love... Uh, you I used love... the split half search uh, the other day when I... When well, the... I was telling you how to figure out how, why the microwave wasn't working. Yeah, it was just turning itself off. Yeah. And you said split half. And I was like, what? I was like, well, check. First of all, check the plug. Yep. Is it the plug? Yep. Is it the microwave? Yep. Is it the fuse? Yep. Is it the, there's so many things. You eliminate 
half at a time. Right. Anyway. Welcome to the podcast about us trying to have a child through science. Yep. Uh, so, so far, unsuccessfully. Yeah, this week was uh, this week was 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 not great. Dory was having a bad week. I had a bad week. She was having all sorts of, uh, I'll call it, um, lady troubles. She I got, got sick. You got very sick. I got my period on Tuesday. Yeah. In I would say roughly the middle of the day, uh-huh. I started feeling like. Well, I had cramps. I had pretty bad cramps, but I was taking Pamperin, which is my period drug of choice. Ladies, Pamperin. It's the best. Um, Good tip. Yep. Uh, but then I, it, it, it felt, I was also feeling kind of nauseous and like I, I didn't have an appetite. And I went to heat up my lunch, which was spaghetti squash with turkey bolognese. Great meal. I'd made the night before. That One was delicious. And I heated it up and I went to eat it and I took a couple of bites and I was like, oh, oh no, I can't eat this. And I put it back in the fridge and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't feel so good. I had like a handful of cereal and I was like, cause I thought maybe I'll just settle my stomach. And I was like, no, and I threw I threw that out and my stomach just like was kind of hurting and I felt kind of nauseous. Then I woke up in the middle of the night true and i was like sweating Mm -hmm. but also cold yeah also felt like i was gonna puke yeah i just actually pooped okay i don't think we've ever talked about poop on the podcast first time for everything yeah um but then i sat on the floor of the bathroom like oh god am i gonna throw up for like a good 10 minutes. Well, it's a good place to be. The floor of the bathroom is your friend. Whenever you're you're at your most sick, who's always there for you? The cool tiles of the bathroom floor. It did. It did feel great. And I, in fact, I was like, I don't want to get back in bed where I'm going to be sweaty. I had to take off my pajama top because I was like sweating through yeah. it. And then, uh, but then I was like, okay, I can't, I can't fall asleep on the bathroom floor. So I got back into bed. You could have. You're an adult. You can do anything you want. And then I woke up. Like, it was hard to sleep. And then I woke up in the morning. My stomach was still killing me. And I said, Matt, I need you to go get me a heating pad. True. So. And And he was like, where am I supposed to do that? And I was like, Walgreens, the corner of happy and healthy. And. Literally, she said that. It's actually the corner of Highland and Santa Monica. Yep. So I drove over. Got uh, to looking for some sort of uh, heating pad. They didn't have it. So. Which I am shocked by. Me too. I was very shocked by. And it eight, at 8 o'clock in the morning in a Walgreens, good luck finding someone to ask where you might find a heating pad. Oh, God, yeah. Very sparse situation. I've noticed that. They don't have a lot of people working there. Yeah. Um, but I got you a throw that plugged into yeah, the wall. I was basically like, got this, me this will accomplish it. An electric blanket. Yeah. Which was awesome. Yeah. I laid on the couch all day with the electric throw across my stomach. And Bo. And Bo. And fortunately, the dog walker came and walked Bo, so I didn't have to walk Bo. Really, was it worked out. You so felt better eventually, I did. two days later, three I did. days later. And I was finally able to eat again. Um, and we just think, like, I just personally think it was just your body reacting to having been through so many drugs recently. I agree. I think it was like yeah, your period was like the oh, worst. We're back with a fucking vengeance. Yeah, it was like the worst period in the world. Well, I would consider the Middle Ages probably the worst period in the world. That a lot was of deaths. Such a bad joke. I know, and the way you're looking at me uh, right now tells me that I would make it again. Hi. You are so mean. Hi. At least it only lasted two days. The the badness. True. Everyone's yeah. been getting sick at work lately, too. Yeah, so then I was like, maybe I was actually sick, and it just happened to coincide with my period, which is a possibility, but I, I, think it was, I think it was my period. Well, the world may never know. Yeah, I will never know, for sure. We just finished Lakaf Cookie Fest 2016 here at the house. Yep. Had some people over. We had a lot of people here. If I you were here, lakas. thank you. If you weren't here, thank you. The right amount of people came, and I appreciate that. Yeah, and people brought cookies. Yep. They're really good. Yeah, a lot of cookies are going to be happening at the BuzzFeed and Goldberg offices tomorrow. Indeed. And we got rid of a bunch, too. We sure did. Uh, Well? 
Yeah, so that that's what do we have to talk about? I mean, there's like we're 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 waiting probably till January to do another round of IVF that I don't know if I can afford, but I'm looking forward to it. Yep. And uh, yeah, you know, I was talking today to our good friend Ross at the party, and he was like, "So, what are you guys gonna do?" I was like, "I don't know." I don't know how many more rounds of this we can take. We talked about that last week. I know, but it's just like really, really thinking about it. I don't know. I I I hope we don't have to do more than this one. Mm. I also feel like, you know. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's yeah. exhausting. Part of that might be the party we just had, but. Yeah. Or I think we're both actually physically yes, tired. like. Like, whoa. Yeah. But we were like, it's Sunday night. We have to record. Yeah. The people demand it. Sunday night is when we record. The 14 of you listening demand it. There's more than 14. I hope so. Yeah. We got, we actually got a bunch of people emailing this week being like, I'm one of the people who just listened to you guys talk, which was nice. Remember last week? No. We were talking, we were like, some people listen to us because they're going through IVF. And then we were like... And you were like, some people are just listening to us talk. And I was like, what? No. Yeah. True story. And it's a thing people do. Yeah. And I mean, it's a conversation and I think people enjoy being a part of a conversation. Welcome to us discussing our lives. Conversating. This is what a married couple sounds like. Yep. Where one of them is hilarious and the other one is Matt. I knew you were going to say oh, that. Oh, yeah, you did. I did. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. I see how your jokes work now. Oh, no. <laughs> so does the world. Um, Not good. We got a few voicemails this week. Let's let's go right to the voicemail. And guess what, everyone? I downloaded them. You downloaded them, so they're not going to stop. To so MP3s. I'm going to put this at a volume of that track at about a three, and then we'll see how that works. All right, great. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Amy. I'm... I'm excited to leave a message, but also kind of weirdly nervous. Um, Hang in there. I just finished your results podcast, and I'm so sorry to hear about the negative result, but I'm hopeful Me too. for you guys' next round. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to let you know that I am one of your random listeners, so <gasps> I didn't know either of you uh, from anything you've done before, but I found really? your podcast, and I'm How? really happy that you're letting me tune into your excellent adventure. Oh my God. And then I also this just wanted bananas. to tap into Matt's offer for advice. Sure. <laughs> and I'm wondering if I could make it Matt and Dory's offer for advice. And well, I, I don't just, know if she's willing to give, As a young person who's definitely trying to pursue a career, I'm trying to go to medical school. And it looks like, in the best case, I wouldn't graduate even the first portion, the undergraduate portion, until I'm 30. I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts or advice on how and when to decide to have a child in the context of, you know, hopefully a partnership where both mm. partners are pursuing, you know, their highest career aspirations. Sure. So any thoughts on that and love the podcast. Good luck with everything. And thanks. Thank you. Future doctor. Yeah. Dr. Amy. Future MD. I assume she's going for an MD. Uh, I have a thought, but go honey. She asked you as well. I bet we have the same so thought. So my thought is you should go for it. Your career, yeah. Yes. Um, and my other thought is you should... Well, I, I don't know what your, what your relations, relationship situation is. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in a position to potentially free some embryos. Yeah. I mean, that could be an option. But I would say maybe you want to freeze some eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you want to freeze some eggs. That's not a Freezing bad idea. Freezing eggs is not crazily cross prohibitive. It's certainly an expensive procedure. But, you know, you freeze those young 30-year-old eggs now. She's not even 30. You're not even 30 yet. You can get probably 14 million eggs. Yeah. I'm not sure about the science of it. You're the one going to med school. Yep. But you're probably going to produce 14 million eggs right now. Yeah, about 14 million. You know, so you graduate undergrad when you're 30. You're going to go to med school. That's going to be another four years. It sounds like what she's program. doing is uh, is one of those programs University where of Phoenix no where you were you majored undergrad in something like English and then you decide that you want to go to medical school and then you can do all the medical school courses um 
in like an accelerated program. I think it's like two years or something. Anyway. Okay, so she finishes by 30. She's 30. 30. That's undergrad. That's then undergrad. she's going to have to go to med school. For four years. Which is going to put her at 34. Yep. And then You're great. You're doing great. Residency. You got a residency that's going to last two years? I feel like it's longer. And then if you go into a specialty like like surgery or yeah. whatever, that's going to be another couple of years. So then you're looking at, you come out of this thing, you're like, oh, I'm a doctor. Finally. And then you look around and you go, oh, no, I'm 36 years old, 37 years old. I better get started on a family. But then you're like, well... We didn't want to open my own practice. It's going to take you a little longer. Point is, freeze the eggs now. You'll have them when you're ready. I think freezing eggs is a good idea. Now, to the other part of your question about kind of managing careers, two high-powered careers, I mean, we don't have kids yet, but I will say it seems very hard. It does seem very hard, yeah. 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 When we get those high-powered careers, we'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. We'll let you know how those work. Uh, you know, I, we're young, we're, we're professionals, you yeah. know, we're certainly, we both have careers per se and, uh, you know, it's tough. I mean, I think about now, I think about how long I work, how many hours I work and yep. I think about having a kid and raising that kid and I think, oh boy, how's that going to happen? Yep. You know, Dory's, Dory also works a lot and writes a lot and boy, oh boy. Yeah. All I could say is please pre-order Startup, a novel <laughs> by Dory Shafrir. Go to Amazon.com. Type in Dory, D-O-R-E-E, -E, last name Shafrir. It's written on the podcast. You'll see it. You can also just say Startup, a novel. Startup, a novel. Um, Please. We, let's do another voicemail. You don't want, okay. And then we'll go to some emails. Great. Okay. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. 
you know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Oh, you know what? Why don't you hit play again and then I'll 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 turn the volume to where I want it to be, which is right there. Go ahead. Here we go. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Jenny calling from Columbus, Ohio. I absolutely love listening to your guys' podcast. I get really excited anytime I see that there's a new one to listen to. Um, I am Mondays. not currently looking at doing family planning with my fiance, but um, one of the, I was listening to one of your episodes and a question popped into my head that my gynecologist had mentioned with me about, and I'm wondering if you guys had run into this. Um, earlier in your life or if your doctor had mentioned the benefits of this or not. But my doctor had mentioned, um, since I'm 28, that I might want to start looking at getting my fertility looked at, even though we're not planning to start getting pregnant anytime soon. So I just wondered if that was something that you had run into at all or you had maybe already done. Um, anyways, I love the podcast, and I can't wait to hear more about you guys, and I hope Bo loves his new stocking. All right, thanks. About how do you feel about your stocking? Oh, he's sleeping on the couch. Also, his stocking hasn't gotten here yet. That's true. Which is weird. It, it got was, to the post office. It on got Thursday. to the post office on Thursday. And if we know the United States Postal Service, it'll be here in about a week and a half. Oh God! That's how they roll. Yeah. Um, Great. That question. is interesting. That Who you're. Was I, were we just talking to someone together who was talking about fertility? I don't think so. Boy, I feel like I had this a very similar conversation with someone who was in a relationship and even though they weren't trying, they were talking about having to get fertility tests. And well, anyway, point is you and I have not run into that. No, Had not previously. No, I, I think it's, it's interesting that your gynecologist suggested that. I wonder if there's anything that made her think that you might have a fertility issue. Maybe she just bought stock in a fertility clinic. That's possible. Um, so no, I did not do that, but I have, I have certainly, I've read, uh, or, and also heard about cases where for, for whatever reason, people, some, someone ended up having her fertility tested when she was like, you know, 26 or something and found out that she had, uh, not as many eggs as she thought she was Mm -hmm. going to. Um, so I don't think it's a bad idea. I think having as much information as you can have is, is good. Um, and if you know that everything's normal now when you're 28, it's not like you have a guarantee that everything is going to be great in five years, but you're, you're, you have a better chance that things will be good in five years. Yeah. I think that's interesting. You know, if you're getting married and you're thinking in the back of your head, Oh, eventually I'd like to have kids. I suppose if your insurance is covering a lot of these tests, if they are, I would say go for it. If they're not, it's going to be expensive. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know. It's also like you said you you referred to your fiance, so you're probably going to get married in the next couple of years. Like, are kids something that you're going to want to be trying for Great in question. the next two years, five years, ten years? Like, if you really think, oh, I don't want to have kids for like ten years, then yeah. I would. Also, if you, I say if. Your insurance. I'm sorry, I'm yawning. I just yawned on a fucking podcast. What a jerk. Yeah, I'm so embarrassed. Um, if your insurance covers it, I'd say go for yeah. it. It doesn't hurt to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Thanks for the voicemail. Yeah, thank you. Um, so the first emails that we got were uh, follow-ups. I love follow-ups. One of the questions this that is we got great. last week. I hope this is our race car driver coming back in. The race car driver is in there. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, follow-up for... Dom Todd Don. <laughs> Every state law concerning what employees Wait, can should ask. We remind yeah, people? let's recap. Uh, we got a voicemail from a very nice man in Tennessee, Tennessee I believe, Nashville. who was talking about how he he's twenty three. Twenty three had a felony on his record in his late from teens. When he was nineteen, yeah. And uh, he wants to go into the gaming industry, and he's just like thinking, "Is this going to affect me later in life? I made a dumb mistake. What do I do about this? Do I disclose this? Is it going to be a problem?" And I was saying, 
you know, it depends on what your state requires. Yeah. But you were also saying for the gaming industry in and particular, I think for the gaming industry in particular, I don't think it's going to be a problem. They might just be like, oh my God, you can add some realism to this Grand Theft Auto game. Uh, Dom Todd Don, this is a follow up for you from our friendly neighborhood lawyers. Uh, every state law, is this from our, from yes. Steve? Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Steve is my brother-in-law. Steve Vladek uh, is a law professor at uh, uh, the University know, of Texas. University of Texas in Austin, Texas. I always want to say Austin, Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, so he knows his shit. All right. And here's what he says. He's wicked smart. Wicked smart. Also like Star Trek, just like me. Every state's law concerning the what employers can ask slash can require prospective employees to answer is different. Uh, here's a good summary of California's law, which does allow employers to ask about felony convictions that have not been expunged, but only after ensuring that the applicant meets other minimum requirements for the position. A so-called ban-the-box rule. Uh, he gives a uh, link from thinkhr.com. You can go look that up. Some jurisdictions, like San Francisco, go even further and don't allow most pl- private employers to ask about convictions at all. Love your friendly neighborhood lawyers. Wow. So what I'm telling you is the gaming industry, in large part, is out here. Come to California. Yeah, and the, the next uh, email, which is from Tanya, who sent us the pastries. Oh, Tanya, who she sent us the pastries. She also had some follow-ups get. on... My wife decided to give them all away. Dom Todd Don. First of all, sorry the first implant didn't work out. Thank you Thank very you, Tanya. much, Tanya. It's great that you are sharing this. So there's safety in numbers, or so they say, and I'm sure other folk that are going through IVF are taking comfort to know you aren't alone. We aren't alone, guys. We're all in this together. And about Tom or Todd or Dom. <laughs> I think it's Dom, right? We, we decided, decided it, it was Dom. Dom. I am actually a software engineer. That is her present quote unquote real job. She's a baker. She's also in California. Uh, and I did have a coworker that was an ex-felon. Tech companies tend to do background checks, so it's good to disclose. In this guy's case, he had a felony in his late teens, which sounds a lot like Dom, and was in his 30s when he applied. Basically, HR viewed this as being young and stupid. Since he had no more repeats, there was no problem. It probably does help to have a few years of clean living under your belt, but I don't know. And I, but I do know another kid in his mid twenties that has felonies from his reckless teenage years. The guy actually bonded himself so he would be more employable, and it worked. Whoa! He was able to get some good jobs. Then a couple years later, was accepted into the plumbers and pipe fitters union, and is doing quite well financially. I agree with Matt. This guy should continue for, with his schooling. I find that tech companies are very forgiving. And I work for a pretty stuffy tech company. Not one of those liberal startups. Suggestion. Since you aren't sponsoring your podcast, have you thought about setting up a donations page to help with your IVF? I would love to donate. Ease your financial pain. And I'm positive I'm not alone. You might be alone. Uh, and lastly, thanks for the plug. It's really appreciated, and I'm happy to send Matt some pastries, or maybe when he comes to San Francisco for Sketchfest. I'll be there January 21st, which is a Saturday, Nerdist Live. Uh, wow. Do we have a donations page set up? Dory Shafrir. We, by the time this podcast is over, we will have one set up at... We will? Yeah. I can set, well, I can just put one on uh, doryandmatt.com. Okay. Yeah. So... If you want to donate to help the podcast keep going, you know, for servers and batteries and things of that nature, or if you want to donate for uh, large needles that go into my wife, uh, it's up to you. Yeah, either it's one. It's up to you. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, we, we'd appreciate it, certainly. Listen, but every little bit helps. Yeah. And it'd be nice. Well, thank you. Send you a book or something. Although, if a lot of people do it... No, we can't send everyone books. We can't books. send everyone books. We only yeah. have, like, half a box left. Yeah. Uh, all right. This, oh, you're going to read the next one? I'm going to read the next one, which is... From Anonymous. So far, one of my favorite emails that we've gotten. Oh, man. And we're keeping them anonymous? What a bummer. They asked to be kept I anonymous. Know. Fine. Oh, by the way, if you want to be kept anonymous, just ask. Yeah. We're happy to keep you anonymous. 
Hey, y'all. I am a queer lady, and my spouse and I are going to start trying this weekend. Okay. We have a known donor, and he will be coming over to our guest room to do his thing in a ramekin, and we will take it from there. Why in a ramekin, I wonder? Anyway, continue. Matt, you have talked about how bad some jerk-off rooms are. So many. Tell us, how do we make our guest room the ideal jerk-off room? Oh, good question. How should the space be set up? What supplies would you want provided? Mm -hmm. What snacks should we offer? No snacks. Tropes to avoid? Things to say or not say? Any serious or absurd advice is welcome for this very strange situation. Best and gratitude for the podcast. Anonymous. Anonymous. uh, Here's some tips. Uh, Wait, but first of all, isn't that a great question? It's a great question. It's a great idea. I'm happy to give some tips. What makes a comfortable jerk-off space? Uh, You know, it doesn't take a lot. Uh, we, uh, men can do it pretty much anywhere at any time, uh, airport bathrooms. Ew. It doesn't matter. Ew. I'm just being real. Gross. Um, so I think just, first of all, a high speed internet connection would be very helpful. Okay. Uh, have him bring over a laptop of his own because, if I was going to a strange place, I wouldn't want to log on and look for porn <laughs> on someone else's web browser. Uh, Good point. Follow up to that. I don't know if I'd be super comfortable going into a ramekin, but if that's the vessel of choice, <laughs> I get it. And uh, what else do you need? I think you just want to be in a, an environment where you feel like uh, you're not... Uh, an environment that isn't too sterile. Would you prefer a bed or light a, a candle? Chair? Light a candle. A scented candle? A scented candle. Light a candle. Okay. That's always fun. What what kind of like what what sort of uh seating do you suggest? Or do you prefer would you prefer a bed? Depends I would prefer a bed. You know, if I think about in hotel rooms all the time, it's just you just go right to the bed. Mm. A comfy bed, high speed internet, a nice candle. <laughs> Have him bring his own laptop. Great. And please be in the house at the same time. If you are, turn on the TV real loud. <laughs> I think that's good advice. It's like pooping at a party. You don't want anyone to know you're doing you it. You poop at parties? If you ever had to, wouldn't you want someone to be watching something incredibly loud? If you ever had to. Oh my God, that would be so embarrassing. Yeah. <sighs> so, same thing. All right. There you go. That's my advice, Anonymous. Enjoy it. Thank you. Um, I'm going to read read the next one. Okay. I'll answer it. This is from Whitney. Hey, Whit. Just binge your podcast this post-Thanksgiving weekend. Uh I'm a professor of public health epidemiology. Okay. Epidemiology. Sure. So I find the discussions of healthcare finance and policy and procedure success rates and unexplained variation in medical practices particularly interesting. Tell me about it. Your perspective as smart people knee deep in this medical treatment pool reminds me how how insane and punishing our healthcare system can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the humor and openness you bring to the discussion. If you ever need a medical public health savvy person to weigh in on an issue or more likely do a quick PubMed or Google search, let me know. Also, I have a two-year-old son conceived... Um, quote naturally i forget the great term dory used i said uh spontaneously spontaneous baby but i had a second trimester complication and got to experience the healthcare system from that end i got great evidence-based care and had a very successful delivery at 34 weeks and postpartum time with my husband and son i too love babies best of luck whitney in professional life whitney robinson phd unc chapel hill way to go unc chapel hill this has been a very uh educated you know it's from chapel hill ben folds oh great james taylor also okay chapel hill good place yeah between whitney and uh steve we have two professors in this email oh my god batch this is great maybe they can teach some classes um all right i think you should read the next i'll read the next one no problem whatsoever from michelle Hi, Doria Matt. First of all, thank you so much for your podcast. As you've talked about already, there is so much stigma around IVF and infertility. And y'all are doing amazing work breaking the silence. 
I know many couples who have had problems getting pregnant and or carrying a pregnancy to term, and many of the women in those couples have confided that they feel so alone and isolated in these experiences. Even public discussion around these issues helps show couples they are not alone. While my husband and I are not ready for kids yet, I have a pre-existing condition that is correlated with infertility. And it's something that's already on my mind and giving me anxiety. So in sum, thank you for your transparency and openness. You're very welcome, Michelle. Second, Matt, who is writing all the Adam Goldberg, Adam F. Goldberg jokes on the Goldbergs this season? (laughs) I listen to Adam F. Goldberg on the Nerdist podcast and find these jokes hilarious because of the backstory. Well, we all are writing them. We are spotting them. It's it's one of our fun runners throughout the season. Do you want to just give everyone a very quick uh, overview of what that? Yes, means? Adam Goldberg is an actor. Uh, you may have seen. He was on Friends. He did a guest spot on Friends as the Chandler's roommate when Joey leaves very briefly. All right. Uh, he's in a movie called The Hebrew Hammer. He's in a ton of stuff. He's a very good actor. His name's Adam Goldberg. The creator of our show, The Goldbergs, uh, is Adam F. Goldberg. Same name with the middle initial of F. So what happened is Adam F. Goldberg was getting confused for Adam Goldberg. So people were tweeting at Adam Goldberg saying, I love your show. Adam Goldberg's like, he stole my life. He put it on television. There was a whole Twitter beef that went down where Adam... The other Adam said that the show was canceled when it really wasn't. Oh, my God. Uh, then he went on HuffPo Live and had a bit of a meltdown live while what? the Twitter... If you, I didn't know it got it oh, was it was this crazy. involved. The story, <clears throat> it was picked up on like Hollywood Reporter. You can read about it if you Google it. Um, and you can hear about... You can hear Adam F. Goldberg telling the story on the Nerdist podcast from like two summers ago. So that's why we spot this because other our Adam our, our Adam character has another Adam Goldberg at school, of course, and he is worried about marketplace confusion and doesn't want to upset the other one. So we keep spotting that joke. It's a hoot. Ugh, great. Stay tuned this season. You'll see some more. Uh, lastly, I pre-ordered Dory's book last week. Can't Thank wait to you. read it. I'm not sure where you are in your waiting period at the time of writing the email, sending positive thoughts your way. Oh, a little late, Michelle. Oh, well, she did write that before episode eight. Oh, my God. I told you. Also, we had, Michelle, we had an email I, I just want to tell you that I'm pleased that someone else is noticing those jokes. Uh, this is from Aaron. Hi, Matt and Dory. Huge emoticon. I love your podcast. Another emoticon. It's funny and genuine. Y'all sound... We're getting a lot from Texas. We're just getting a lot of people who say y'all. No, no, no. I just think we're getting a lot of people from Texas. Oh. And the South, well, Southern folk. All right. Hi, Southern folk. Hello. Your food is delicious. Thank you. Uh, it's funny and genuine. Y'all sound like you have each other's back, and it's great to know you want to open up discussion of people struggling, and you're curious about the world of infertility and IVF. You do have my back. I do. I sure do. And I have uh, your back. Well, I don't know about that. What? Bo, back me up here. Bo's asleep. She continues. I'm 25 years old and my fiance and I want a family one day. I know he really wants to be a dad and I told him about my concerns about being able to have children since I don't ovulate or menstruate on the reg. I'm changing the words. She said regularly and I said on the reg. (laughs) What? I'm sorry. I literally read the word regularly and my brain read it out loud as on the reg. Something's going on. I'm worried about you. I'm tired. It's been a year since my last period. We went to an OBGYN to get checked, and I have some polyps in the ovaries, but she said it shouldn't be a concern when we want to have kids. I don't know what the future will bring. However, I don't fear because my fiance is super supportive, and hearing people like you talk about it is so relieving to know I might be able to survive going through a similar situation one day if I need IVF. You got it, girl. Don't worry about it. I'm Hispanic, and any attempt to talk to my mom about this would just freak her out. Catholic, hashtag Catholic Mexican moms, JKLOL. Well, guess what? I am half Cuban, and my mother is Catholic. And, and your uh, father is Catholic. My father is Catholic, and uh, hashtag, oh boy. <laughs> I get you, girl. Uh, so my question, how did you prepare financially for the cost of having a baby when you decided for IVF? How did you prepare for all that cost? 
and y'all are awesome podcast helped me know what i might expect and what my other options are i'm praying for y'all's family and for your all's future family stay strong don't pee on a stick she knows what's good whoops yeah i wish you didn't aaron from fort worth texas um so oh no this was from arwin what did i what did i say you said aaron Arwen, Arwen, Arwen. You know what? I did say Aaron. Yeah, you did. And I also said on the reg. You sure did. Sorry, Arwen. Arwen. We just butchered your email. Um, How did we prepare for the financial costs? Well, we sort of knew what was coming in for the year. We did sort of plan a little bit around that. Yeah. We... Did some thing like we cleared off a lot of our credit card debt to be ready. Yeah, we we really because we had paid for our wedding. Yep. Uh, last year, and so we were like, okay, we have to pay off the wedding before mm-hmm. we kind of take on this other debt. So we did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've gotten pretty good at like taking advantage of balance transfer offers on credit cards. We have gotten good at that. Um, so a lot of our stuff is on zero APR. Yeah. Credit cards for another it's like up there. year. It's, it's it's the cost is a bit mind boggling. You know, I anticipated doing this once and did not anticipate it twice. And I did definitely did not anticipate doing this three times. Yeah. Likewise. So it's, it's something that's, uh, I would describe it not as snowballing quite, but it's pretty mind numbing expense. Yeah. And then in terms of, preparing for the expense of a baby we haven't oh boy well we have some savings now we do um we're trying i mean we're trying we're trying all our money goes away it always goes away yeah because we have it and then we have to do ivf and then we have no money or negative money yeah it's not a great it's not a great look so if you want to donate to us ah um yeah this third round is it's it's an issue but uh we're trying oh here comes mitchell here's mitchell car racing guy thanks for taking some time to read my email sorry if my response is long but i wanted to answer all your follow-up questions when you read my email Wait, hold on yeah we should remind people who oh mitchell i think is. people know no because he was two episodes mitchell ago. mitchell is the race car driver well he wants to be a race car driver mitchell but he doesn't know is if doing it's a his practical... regular job right now and he's like man I could just get out there on the tarmac or dirt or whatever path I'm racing. I don't know yet. I'm going to read on. I'd have a pretty cool life. And what was your advice to him? I had a lot of advice. Boil I, it down. Uh, well, I, first of all, I wanted to know a lot of, I had a questions for him. Yeah, you had I a had lot many of questions, questions for, him. for him. All right. I guess you should just read his email. It was like, hey, I, well, uh, this is what you're going to do. Allow you to have the time on the weekend to have a nice race car and drive that around. What kind of racing are you doing? Really, what's the money? Is this going to be a stock car situation? So on and so forth. A lot of questions. What are you working on? Uh, thanks for taking the time. When you read my email, you have taken your HCG test already. And I have, oh, I hope it's good news. Mm. It was okay news in the fact that we aren't dead. Um, okay. <laughs> here it is for Mitchell working on my master's in aerospace engineering at San Diego state. Whoa. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Your classes don't relate to cars, but I'm part of a team that builds a race car to compete against other schools in the annual design competition. That's that cool. is cool. We had at our school and I met her. She ended up being the chief technology officer of the United States of America. She was on the team that built that solar car that was hanging at the museum of science. Whoa. Remember in Boston, the car that was hanging up? Whoa. Uh, anyway, long story short, I love working on cars, but it's not the same as racing. Much uh, like how being a PA isn't quite the same as acting. I hear what you're saying. As far as what I drive, it's a Volkswagen Golf GTI. That's great. Oh, a Volkswagen Golf GTI is a great guess, but incorrect. Oh. <laughs> you had a 50 chance and you weren't even close. Uh, it's a 94 Mazda Miata and a 02 Honda S2000. Oh, for you just love little roadsters. You just like dropping the top and having a two-seater going to town. 
which is I've taken to a handful of track days. As far as I love Formula One, F1 drivers usually start racing when they're 10 years old. What? Um, that's true. Uh, if you want a kid to be an F1 driver, start him young. He says, my goal is to find a career. I just peaked. Sorry. Audio. Uh, my goal is to find a career in sports cars, endurance racing, like the 24 hours of Le Mans, the sports car series used to race prepped versions of production cars. Anything from a Honda fit to a Volvo S60. Love a Volvo S60, bro. To a Ferrari 458. Man, I think we should hang out. Uh, my plan now is to attend more track days and to work towards getting a competition license so I can start competing in amateur events. I suppose this circles back to my original questions of how much time slash money, etc., I should invest in chasing this dream versus settling down at a stable, regular career. I know Matt was the one who offered advice, but Dory is more than welcome to give her opinion. Thank you, Mitchell. Uh, I wish you both the best of luck as thank you for my great advice. I've pre-ordered for your giving me great advice. I've pre-ordered Dory's book. Oh, thank you. There's time. I have one last question that relates to the subject of the podcast. I understand both of you came from religious families. Did that impact your decision to pursue IVF? Catch on the flip flop. Mitchell B. Matt is my new best friend. If you're not working a 20 hour shift in the writer's room, you're invited to ride alongside me the next track. Next track day near LA, bro, let's do it. I'll take my Volvo out there. Your Volvo S60. My Volvo S60. My turbocharged Volvo S60. Oh. Oh, maybe I'll take Dory's car, XC90, which is turbo and supercharged. We'll have to get the brakes fixed. Yeah, brakes need a little work. Uh, Mitchell, great question. Religious families, did it impact it? No. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, too. And not because, well, I mean, our parents are religious in the fact that that your parents are more religious than mine are that's true your parents go to church every week they do um because they're old and they live in florida that's what you do there um but you know i don't think it was ever an issue with anything relating to fertility yeah i don't see it's not a problem for us yeah no i think my dad is of the opinion that uh God didn't want these science babies, he wouldn't have allowed them to happen. Is he really? I think so. Has he said that? No, but that's what I would say he would say. Interesting. Yeah. My dad is weirdly a man of science as well. So. Hmm. That's confusing. How is that confusing? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. He's a man of science, but he doesn't want to use science. What do you mean? No, baby. I didn't say he didn't want to. What do you, I said I thought, that I said that he said that if I said that if God didn't want, right, then they wouldn't. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't happen. But it happened. So he's like, oh, okay. Huh. That's my imagination. Right. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I think he would say. I mean, also, I feel like grandparents. My dad's also a technician. Once he was they, a technician for Hewlett Packard. Once they see grandchildren, they're like grandchildren. Mm, they have enough grandchildren, believe me. Um, we have one more voicemail. Actually, let's hear it on screen. Ready? Yep. All right. Hi, Julie and Matt. I'm just wishing you good luck on your IVF journey from Alaska. Well, that's I've been listening to Matt on Feed and Nerdist for years, and I just really enjoy listening to a lovely couple talk about their adventure and learning more about IVF from someone who has no intention of ever Good. having children. Good for Good you. Good luck, and have a great day. Thank you very much. Oh, I am glad that you like Feed. From eyes Alaska. And beard. Oh, Alaska. Someday I'd like to go to you. It's the only state I have left. Wow. That's it. That's crazy. I know. I have so many. You do? Yeah. Like what? Like North Dakota. Uh, never been there. South Dakota. Nope. Idaho, Montana. Montana, Wyoming. Really? Yeah. It's our country. Why have we not visited it? Kentucky. Oh, I haven't been boy. to like the whole middle of the country. You're Tennessee, Kansas. You've never been to Tennessee. Not Iowa. You've never been to Nashville. Minnesota. Like Nashville. I would love Nashville. Never been to Louisiana. What? 
I've never been to South Carolina. Have you been anywhere? Have you guys never driven around as no, a family? No, we didn't. You didn't drive. We used to have to drive from Boston, Lowell, to Florida. We never did that. Oh, boy. I've been to New England. You've driven across the country? Nope. Ay, ay, ay. I wanted to do that, and you're like, I've done it like five times. I have done it a bunch. It also is an incredibly expensive trip, and it takes a long time. It's like something you need like two mm. weeks off of. All right. I've never like, been well, actually, to uh, three weeks. Indiana. I don't think I've ever been to Wisconsin. Oh, you're missing out. I've been to Michigan. Madison. I know. I hear it's great. Madison's fantastic. I miss it. Anyway. Never been to West Virginia. West Virginia. Take me home to the place where I belong. I've been to Alabama. Okay. And Georgia. All right. We should probably stop naming places you have and haven't been. Why, you think it's boring? No, I love it. Uh, this is from Aaron Dory. Hi, Dorian Matt. I love the podcast. So interesting to hear about somebody else's perspective on IVF. I, I feel, feel like, like you're you reading guys, these really fast. They're big. You want to get through them. I know. I'm speeding through the part where people are telling us that they enjoy it. Okay. And then I'm going to slow the roll on their questions. All right. Thank you. Uh, I feel like you guys are a lot more relaxed about the whole thing than I was, which in retrospect is not saying so much. My story. My husband and I spent five years trying to get pregnant, did eight IUIs, had two surgeries, one miscarriage, one failed IVF, and finally one successful IVF. Our oldest son is almost three. Oh, yay. Weirdly, 17 months after he was born, I had a surprise pregnancy. We hear this so much. Which was like, what the fuck uterus? Did she say that? or Yes. Oh, okay. Well, she said WTF. All right. You asked what people did during the two-week wait to keep it together. For my first IVF, I decided to assume I, it hadn't worked, so I wouldn't be sad if it didn't work. Didn't work. And I was still really damn sad. Second time, figured I would act like it had worked. So I talked to the baby and imagined the cells dividing mostly alone in my car because it felt stupid. I also made a list of things that made me happy every time I started to stress out. I did one of those things. And, oh, I like that. Yeah, that is good advice. And I downloaded an IVF meditation program from a company called Circle Plus Bloom. Ooh. Or Circle and Bloom. And she really liked it. Hmm. Some more things about stuff you're talking about in your most recent episode. I'm in Ontario great place it never been there <sighs> god <laughs> ivf is only concerned uh, i'm sorry ivf is only covered if both your tubes are completely blocked which is almost never they recently changed it to cover one round for anybody but that has its own problems because i think there's a limited amount of money allocated to it each year so each doctor can only do a certain number of free ones and they all had to figure out why they were doing why they were going to decide who got it ooh god or rather how they were going to decide who got it some it's did like the lotteries hunger games of ivf <laughs> some did lotteries some gave it to the oldest people etc i was lucky because my insurance covered 80% of the drugs most didn't I did have to tell my employer what I was doing. I was also really lucky because in Canada, you get a year of maternity leave. Oh, let's move. I've said it a thousand times. Canada took all America's ideals and implemented them correctly. Well done, Canada. God, that is so true. Uh, three months of maternity leave and then nine months of parental leave that can be split between the parents. So that's oh, how that works. What a dream. Uh, with unemployment insurance paying you something like 50% of your salary, and I work for the federal government, which tops that up to 93% of my total salary. Oh, my God. So I actually make more money on maternity leave than when I would working because I don't have to pay for gas or parking. Although I do spend a lot of time at the mall because going home full-time with a baby is pretty boring, especially in a Canadian winter. I'm familiar with a Canadian oh, winter. All right. And it's a mighty cold one. Anyway, this email turned out to be much longer than I, says, I intended. I'm hoping really, really hard for you guys that this works. So the next email is also from Aaron. Aaron, thank you for that email. Please write us again. What? You did. Also, something I meant to say related to Matt's hatred of jerk-off rooms. Everyone loves to talk about jerk-off rooms. 
When we started doing the process with the doctor, they sent my husband for a semen analysis to a lab that apparently just didn't have a room. (laughs) What? They told him to bring in a sample within 30 minutes of retrieval to keep it warm, except it was February and we lived an hour away. So we had to find a nearby coffee shop with an individual bathroom and use that. (laughs) I've never asked him whether it was better or worse experience in the room at the clinic. Uh, At least there wasn't a nurse who knew full well what he was doing in there. Oh, my God. Wow. Aaron, please write again. Oh, oh, she did. <laughs> God damn it, she says. You also asked if people tested before the blood test. I did, but always in the morning of, just because I didn't want to spend all day ah, staring at the phone, freaking out. I Thank wanted to be, you. I wanted to be prepared for the official news. You yes. actually can get a false positive on uh, with a fresh IVF cycle if you test too soon because the drug that you ha- take uh, may trigger ovulation as hcg i swear this is my last email well don't be a stranger aaron write us again yeah thanks aaron would you like to read from uh, our good folks in scotland oh sure yes this is from liam and i don't know if it's demi as in demi more or demi as in demi lovato i think demi is in demi on gilmore guys okay it's from liam and demi Uh, Hello, my name is Liam and I'm loving the show. My girlfriend Demi has muscular dystrophy and uses an electric wheelchair and came to me about making a podcast about living with a physical disability and how we live with it as a couple and are weak. Uh She has not heard of many shows of similar nature and thought it would be good to put the experience out there. I feel it's similar to your situation in a way as you're making a podcast about something that not many people talk about and have decided to start a discussion. So my question to you is, do you guys have any tips for making a podcast? I hope you guys make a baby soon. Thank you from Scotland, Liam and Demi. P.S. Got any name ideas? I thought of Wheels and the Leg Man, but it's Rob from TV and maybe not right. (laughs) Wheels and the Leg Man is a great name. Uh... I feel like this is more of a question for you. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a name for them right now. Uh, nope. Uh, wheel. I mean, now I'm just in the wheel space. Oh. All right. Here it is. Please take this. We'll be right back. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no one will know what it's about. It has to wheel in the leg man is not something you necessarily know what it's about. I know. I don't think that's a great title. I think you call it. We'll be right back with the, with the Liam and Demi and you call it a show. I'd listen. Do you um, have any like general podcast advice for general them, podcasting advice? Uh, just fork over the cost in the get go for decent recording equipment. Get a zoom. H4N, if you're going to be two people, if you're going to have any more than two people at any point, get a Zoom H6N, which has four separate inputs, plus another microphone that can do the room. Um, and invest in a couple of microphones and mic cables. All in, you're probably going to spend 600 to 700 United States dollars. It's an investment for sure, but if it's something you're going to be consistent with and you want to do, I'd say go for it, but do it right. That seems like good advice. Yeah. Um, how are you doing on time? Get yourself a server. I think we can do one more email. Okay. And then call it a lovely week. Okay. Um, let's see. Who would you like to email? Who would you like to read the email? Which email, Do any of these emails stick out to you as like, let's get to this one this week? Um... Let's see. Because we have so many pages of emails. Please keep them coming. You guys are helping us quite a bit. Like when we don't have my wife being injected with drugs, it's like, what are we going to talk about? But then Dory's like, we got so many emails. I'm like, thank God. We do. We have a lot of emails. Um, But yeah, please keep them coming. Dory replies. Um, I do reply. I'm a little behind right now. So if you emailed us and you haven't gotten a reply, I'm sorry. I'm a little behind, but I will get to you. She was sick this week. You heard. I was sick. It's It's been hectic. Oh, and also before we get to the last email... I just want to give another plug to our Facebook group, which uh, is going gangbusters. 
Oh boy. Yeah. People are like sharing stuff and supporting each other and it's really nice. That's great. And it's men and women, which I think is unusual among, uh, Facebook groups, Facebook groups, especially ones that talk about this kind of stuff. So yeah. So join us, uh, just, I think just search for Matt and Dory's excellent adventure on Facebook mm-hmm. or just go to facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure. Oh. And you'll find us. You have to request to join, but I try to approve people pretty quickly. Um, cool. Yeah. So yeah. So, so, so do that. And please, uh, yeah, we have a website now, Dory and You know, I just want to say I'm really excited about how quickly we cleaned up the house after that party. We did a really good job. Completely unrelated to anything, except that we're sitting in the house right now. And, and it's as clean. I, as I said to Dory, I was like, the house is cleaner now than it was before the party started. Yeah, it's really... It's weird. It's also nice that we're not going to like wake up tomorrow morning and be like, oh, yeah. God, we have all... I still haven't disassembled the drink table outside, but yeah, if you want a Diet Coke or something, it's right there. Well, I was just thinking, what are we going to do with a lot of that leftover soda? I don't know. Keep it around. Maybe your parents want some. Doubtful. I agree. Um, all right. Well, here's the last email for today, you guys. Okay. Uh, this is from Mel. What up, Mel? Hi, guys. My name is Mel. I'm 32 from from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We should probably do a live episode in Canada at someone's house with some poutine. Wait, that would be so fun. Just go do someone's podcast. Just go do a podcast at someone's house. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that would be so cool. Great. If only we could then make that a tax write-off. A oh living room podcast. We can. Let's do it. Okay. If you're in Toronto and you want us to do a podcast in your living room, <laughs> let us know and we'll be there. Great. And you can invite like, I don't know, like 20 people, 30 people. No. What? Why would you want that many people to be there? 10 people? Let's do a podcast with them. They'll be the guests. Oh, I see. Yeah. I thought you meant... No, I don't mean like a live show. Well, you said live show. I meant a lot. Forget it. Point is, please read the email. Okay. Um, and I'm already thinking of my fertility options. I told myself that if I wasn't in a relationship where it looked like I'd be having kids soon by the time I'm 35, I would go it alone. Mm -hmm. My question is this, Dory, do you think you could have done this whole process without Matt by your side? I ask because it seems like it is such an emotional journey and it seems like Matt has really been a rock for you. I'm a bit scared to go it alone, but my desire to be a mother really motivates me to push past that fear and do whatever I need to do in order to have a child. I love the pod, and it's great getting an inside look into the process. Thanks so much for sharing your journey with us, Mel. Matt is a rock. Fact. You could do it on your own. He has been here for me. Matt is getting very uncomfortable as I say these things. No, I'm um, sitting here. Yeah, here. it's been, I, uh, I mean, it's hard to say. You could do it. You can do anything. It's hard to say now because I have had him by my side. And so I'm like, I can't like imagine it without him by my side at this point. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I guess I could have. Although, you know, I thought about freezing my eggs a few years ago when I lived in New York and I didn't do it. Um, Partly because I decided to move to L.A. And I was like, it's weird to like freeze my eggs and leave them in New York. Um, Could you just imagine if we had your eggs in New York right now? We'd have to we'd be in sweet, New York all the time. We'd get a sweet trip to New York. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> um, so, but I will say uh, I have a good friend who was actually at our party tonight with her nine and a half month old son, and she had a baby alone. And, you know, she said it's hard, but she, like, she certainly does not regret it and is really, really happy um, and loves her son. And He's a good kid. He was playing in the dirt. Yeah. Very happy playing in the dirt Super today. Super cute. Um, you know, she makes it work. It's not easy, but it's what she wanted to do. And she was kind of in the same situation. She had gotten to like 37. She wasn't in a relationship. Or she was in a, I forget her relationship situation, but she wasn't in a position where she was going to be able to have kids with a partner mm-hmm. anytime kind of soon. And so she decided to, to just do it on her own. Um, and I guess there's a, there's, there's a whole organization called single mothers by choice that she's a part of now that, um, are all women who have decided to be single mothers. So, you know, I, I think there are support systems out there. There's always someone out there. Um, but I, I think I would also 
possibly look into freezing your eggs. Like you, it seems like you've given yourself this, this, I think somewhat arbitrary cutoff of age 35 to just a nice round number. I don't see to have a kid. I don't think it's that arbitrary. But I'm just saying if she, she's 32 now, Mm -hmm. if she froze her eggs, a lot can happen in three years. And a lot can happen in three years. Three years ago. I don't know. Three years ago. We hadn't met. We hadn't met yet. Yeah. A lot can happen in three years. Yeah. And I was single at 35 and here we are doing a podcast. I will not be single at 35. Nope. I'll be, I'll be in a relationship with Bo. That sounded weirder than I meant it to be. Yeah, that sounded real weird. So Bo and I are going to get married is what I'm telling you. Okay. Honey, uh, I have something to tell you. Whoa. <laughs> this Bo and I are getting married. <laughs> it's a sexless marriage, but it works for us. Okay. What, I th- is this still getting weirder? I think. I love my dog. Okay. Um, I think on that note. A great note. We should end this episode. Never. Episode nine. This episode never ends. Oh, dear. It's like that Beatles track, Revolution 9. Oh, good callback. You're probably going to hear a little bit of it as we fade out. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you mostly to the Canadians who listened. Ooh, and don't forget to email us at Matt. Also, thanks to those of you from San Diego, Fort Worth, Texas, Austin, Texas, North Carolina, and uh, anywhere else you may be from. San Diego. Mitchell. I said, I said San oh, Diego. Did. Mitchell's my new best friend. I know. We're going to track day together. Um, oh, and you can also call us at 413-461-BABY. 413-461-BABY. And if you'd like to pre-order Dory's book, please do that. Yeah. If you'd like to donate to the podcasts, we'll you have, can do that. You can do that. We'll have I more guess. information Dory on our website. So. I don't understand that um, And yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening. Congratulations on having the longest nine. episode we've ever done. Oh, my Officially God. Officially right number now. Nine. Okay. Bye. Number Bye. Nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine.